Hi, I'm Chris Walker, Head of Health and Safety at Napton's Health and Safety, and thanks for taking the time to join me for this month's Health and Safety discussion. It doesn't seem two minutes ago that I was actually recording my last QCS Health and Safety podcast. However, due to the publication of some far more exciting recent podcasts by my colleague Neil, it is actually as far back as 2021 that I last sat down to record one of these. And we've gone from being careful with driving during the winter through to today's subject in the blink of an eye. And when you listen to this, I'm fairly sure it will officially be British summertime. If the weather stays like it is today, I certainly won't be complaining. Now, it's not just cream eggs and long weekends, you know. April is also that time of year where health and safety professionals and businesses of all kinds are evaluating the impact of changes to health and safety legislation, working out which changes apply to which businesses and what stuff needs to be done to achieve compliance. And this is no different in 2022. We've recently published an article with QCS on the subject of changes to the personal protective equipment at work regulations. On 6th of April 2022, the personal protective equipment at work amendment regulations will come into force. And while we've covered this in detail in the article that I just mentioned, in brief summary, the new rules amend the 1992 PPE regulations and simply broaden the types of workers for whom employers are responsible with regard to their duties related to PPE provision and management. Now, while there aren't any significant changes, or any changes at all in fact, to what employers are required to do, the changes are simply about who they need to do it for. Please do take time to review the changes in the published article and make sure you're meeting your responsibilities, which now include provision of suitable PPE to those workers with whom you have a more casual employment relationship. Of course, the provision of suitable and effective protective equipment specifically designed to prevent harm from whatever risk your employees are facing is critical, but it is, as you may well be aware, only a very small part of the risk management requirements of an employer. You may well be fully compliant with your duties under the old PPE regulations and in fact the new PPE regulations as well but that on its own is nowhere near enough overall. All too often in my experience, across many businesses and in most industry sectors, PPE is seen as the only matter of importance as far as health and safety is concerned. We must be doing well at health and safety. Good health and safety is only evident in a business if everyone is wearing a high-vis vest and a hard hat, whether there's actually a relevant risk that would necessitate their use or not. So often the risk assessment process is cut short it becomes a simple assessment of what might cause harm, what hazards there are, followed by a bulk order of PPE, which gets unceremoniously dumped on employees without any explanation of what it's for, how to use it, and what might go wrong if they don't. Now, not only does this approach leave it highly likely that the PPE itself isn't even going to get used, certainly probably won't work effectively if it is used, but it also completely misses the point from the point of view of meeting your employer's health and safety responsibilities. I lost count of the amount of times I've seen and heard things like, oh, it's dusty, let's go buy some dust masks. Let's ignore what's in the dust or how much of it there is, and let's not even bother trying to remove it from the workplace or remove the people from the workplace area that it's found in. Just buy some masks, doesn't really matter what type. If it's noisy, don't worry. We're not gonna think about how noisy it is or how long it's that noisy, who's exposed to that noise. We're not gonna waste time thinking about how we can make it quieter or remove people from the noise. We're just going to buy some earplugs. They're cheap enough, aren't they? This approach is all too common. 
and completely ignores the fact that as an employer, you should be doing all that you can to properly understand the potential risks faced by your employees and others affected by your work activities and then find effective means of control. The provision of personal protective equipment is right at the bottom of what we health and safety types refer to as the hierarchy of risk control. And there's a really good reason for this. It's the least effective way of preventing your employees and others being harmed by hazards in the workplace. The general principles, as outlined in the Management of Health and Safety at Work Regulations 1999, must be followed in the implementation of your control measures, which you introduce to reduce the risk of harm to anyone from risks associated with your work. While there are a range of other regulations on specific hazards, such as the COSH, manual handling or work at height regulations, all of which describe effective control strategies for management of specific risks and workplace hazards, they all pretty much follow a similar path. And I just wanted to remind you of that similar path now. Ultimately, once you've identified something with the potential to cause harm in your workplace, you've identified a hazard. You should do what you reasonably can to get rid of it, rather than think about how to protect people from it. If it's gone, it can't cause any harm. No one can interact with it and no one gets hurt. Now, of course, it's not always simple and it's certainly not possible to remove all hazards from all workplaces. But thinking about how you could do the work differently, organise it in a different way, do it in a different place, use a different substance, use a different tool, should always be the first consideration. Only then, after we've confirmed that there's no reasonable way of removing or eliminating that hazard altogether, we should be starting to look further down the ladder at less effective means of risk control. These hazards we're left with, the ones we couldn't get rid of, we need to manage. We have to look at means of reducing the likelihood of interacting with them or mitigating the consequence if interactions with those hazards occurs. We should consider how we can make the hazard less, well, less hazardous. Use a different chemical substance, handle a lower weight, lower a speed limit. Then we can consider putting in place barriers, guards, preventing people coming into contact with the hazard altogether. We really need to make sure we train people to work safely with the hazards we have left. We'll have rules, we'll have safe operating procedures, safe systems of work and safety signage. And after all of that, we can think about what, if any, PPE might be needed to deal with any of the hazard that's left that could still cause harm. PPE might well add some critical risk mitigation against identified hazards. But please, don't think PPE first try and eliminate or reduce that risk at source. I would like to thank you all for taking the time to listen to this recording and look forward to discussing further key health and safety topics with you in the coming months. Thank you and take care.